0: Is it on? Welcome to the Shot Show with your hosts Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Shot Show. It's a special one, boys. It's the first pre-game episode of the season. Army West Point comes to town. They come to Myrtle Beach, Brooks Stadium, 7 o'clock on Saturday. They bring with them one of the most potent offenses in the country, one of the weirdest offenses in the country, and the number two returning sack getter from last season in Andre Carter II. A tough matchup for the Chanticleers to start the season, but according to Vegas, two-point favorites going in. Josh, what are your thoughts? Yeah.
1: First of all, I wanted to say how good it feels to be back actually talking about a football game. It's been a long time since that curable episode we did back in December. Feels good to be back. But yeah, like you said, one of the most potent offenses in the country, a great defense as well. It's weird. It's not really in some ways it'll prepare us for the rest of the season, but it's going to be like, unlike anything we see the rest of the year. And it's going to be a lot of trickery. They have a lot of ways to set up their runs and they're going to try to stay on the field, that offense, for as long as they can, keep that defense nice and rested. And I don't know, I'm nervous, but I'm also excited because, it. I mean, if, if we ever thought that we needed more practice on run defense, then this is going to provide all the reps that we need for the rest of the season and then some. But it's going to be a dogfight, and we'll get into it. But, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Josh. I was a little bit more optimistic I was a little bit more confident when we did our episode before this. And now it's like it's finally like, it. it's finally game week now. And it's like I'm starting to get a little nervous myself because it's like Army. I literally was looking. I told Curtis this before the show. I was looking at highlights of Army's offense all day when I was at work. So I was sitting here just looking at that 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 offense and how it's just, they run it to perfection at times. And so I'm just, I don't know how our run defense is going to be because we got a lot of new guys coming in on defense. But this is going to be probably one of the best matchups of group of five this weekend. I would probably say this is like the game of the week. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited that football is back and I'm definitely excited to be back covering it with you guys. But most importantly, I'm excited to see what this team's going to do, especially our defense when it comes to this type of offense.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's those pregame butterflies, you know what I'm saying? It's the preseason butterflies, you know, what kind of – now since it's all coming here, you know, we've been talking about it all throughout the offseason, you know, it's those butterflies now since it's close to coming. Personally, I'm not feeling nervous. I'm feeling more anxious. You know, I'm excited just like you guys, but I'm feeling more anxious. You know, I know Army's a good team, you know, um. Overall, they are a great running team. Even the quarterback's really good at running. Uh, but I do have a lot of confidence in our team that we can pull out a dub in this game. I have a lot of confidence that, you know, Coastal will be ready for that run considering the fact that that is their strong suit. And I assume that as good as a coach as Jamie Chadwell is, he prepared our team to, you know, stop that asset. But overall, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to see that uh, all the teal in that crowd. I'm excited to see that kickoff. And, you know, it's going to finally, you know, hit us when that when that kicker, it puts that boot to that football and it starts the game. So I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. It finally feels like fall. Every time you get the opening kickoff, you know, I know we're in South Carolina and it's miserably hot <laughs> all summer, but there's something about the first kickoff of football season that brings a nice little chill to the air. And it, you know, it, it feels right. It feels like you're, you're heading home. It feels like you're back where you belong. And, and that's certainly how, the atmosphere feels right now however there's also a tinge of worry and I think justified worry you know we talked a lot about this team in in our preseason preview episode and we talked a lot about how Grayson McCall is the man and how he's gonna have to be really really good for this team to win but This is a game that comes down to defense. This is a game where your defense has to be on their assignment every single play. If a linebacker tries to get fancy and tries to get selfish and tackle the fullback, quarterback's going to go for a touchdown. If a defensive tackle tries to do some fancy little spin move and doesn't get to the hole in time, fullback's going to gain seven, eight, nine yards right up the hole. And playing them in week one is both a curse and a blessing. It's a curse because you don't have any film. You can go back and look at them last year, but that wing T offense, you can run so many gadget plays and so many cool different looks that get your players flowing one way and the balls going the other, and you don't have any film to know what they're going to be like, especially now with a new quarterback under under center. It's a blessing because you've had all offseason to prepare for a triple option. Most teams, when they're playing Army, come off of a game against iowa or a game against texas a&m and have to play army and it's a completely different system and they only have one week to practice coastals had nine months essentially it comes down to coaching it comes down to assignment and it comes down to believing that our players can fulfill those assignments and those roles do you think that they're going to be able to do that on saturday josh do you think that's going to be something our defense especially with a lot of new faces is going to be able to handle
1: yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a great question. And if we look back, let's just take the last two years because that's when Coastal started to be nationally relevant. We opened the season with Kansas. And while we weren't like necessarily supposed to win that game going in, knowing what we know now, we're a way better team than Kansas. We were a way better team than Citadel last year. It's almost like the season didn't start until week four or five we get into Sunbelt play and we get a real opponent. But now, I mean – you be careful what you wish for because the season starts now. This is one of the toughest opponents we've ever had to play. And we all know Army's a great team coming off a 9-4 and four season. And this, there's one thing you don't want to get. Like the Citadel's different. Don't get me wrong. Like they're, they're great. But a, one of the top military academies for football, if not the top, like undoubtedly. Week one, with all of these guys playing on defense for the first time, bring it back to what you said. Army's not going to make many mistakes. They were one of the least penalized teams on offense all of last season and penalized in general. And like you said, they're going to give what you take them. They're going to make you pay. And from their track record, they understand that punting on fourth and two is not cool. And if they think they can get two and a half yards of play, and that's really scary to me thinking that we're going to have to stop army from getting two and a half yards of play on any given drive when it's running down the throat. And a bunch of these new defensive guys we just put out a depth chart. And I think we'll touch on that a little bit later, but the defense has a lot of new faces that we haven't either haven't seen before in a coastal uniform or have played very little and not made any starts. So I think I'm going to go on the side of they're hungry and that the coaching staff is prepared and that all we've been looking at the last couple of years is, the last couple of weeks is setting up our quarterbacks out of the triple option and the veer option and all those kind of things. But I really hope they can set up they can set themselves up for success. But this is really where my nervousness comes from is so many new faces on the defense, not a lot of veteran presence and it's it's really going to be brutal to stop them. Yeah, I'm I'm
2: feeling more nervous because of the new guys because there's like eight on defense it's like eight. We don't know really what to expect because we really haven't seen much of them. You know, we don't have CJ Brewer anymore. We don't have Jeffrey Gunther anymore. We don't have Silas Kelly anymore. We don't have Teddy Gallagher anymore. Those guys are either in the NFL or, you know, for Teddy's case, he's one of the, you know, assistant grad assistant coaches for us, which is going to help us out. But I'm just eager to see what they're going to do when it gets to a third and, Four, third and three, third and two, fourth and two, fourth and one, fourth and inches. That plays key. That plays key, and they're gonna run so much of the time out for uh, each quarter from the first all the way down to the fourth quarter. Running this offense runs a lot of the the time out of the clock. So coastal, whenever we get the ball, we have to make the most of it and try to score as much as we can against a really good defense. They have a really good defense. Curtis, you said it. You know they're bringing back the number two sack getter from last year in all of the country. So, you know, I don't know how Grayson's going to feel comfortably with offensive line play, but, you know, defensively, we have to try to do what we can to get them off the field as quickly as possible. But you talk about discipline, how this team is. We were watching film and videos. Of course, ESPN leaks out videos of Army and how they've been doing push-ups in unison all together, and they're all counting them out. They're doing 5 a.m. workouts. You talk about a team that's disciplined. Army is one of the most disciplined teams in all of college football. You know, that, that there's no question about it. So I think Coach Shadwell has definitely put in the minds of all of our players that they have to take this game very seriously. It's week one. We're not playing any more cupcakes. This really starts our season. And for us to get a really good win against an Army team would be moment, mo- momentum would be very high for us going into the rest of the season for sure
3: yeah i mean you know like you said army is one of the toughest you know football teams we could think of and that's all military teams you know like again like i gotta tip my cap for them you know what they do for this country it's absolutely amazing whether you're a football player just in the army or the military or the or, the, or you know like in general whatever it may be i gotta tip my cap to them so like but you know what Army has always been this disciplined. You know, you're going to Army. You're expecting to wake up at 5 a.m. You're expecting to do all these hard workouts. You know, they're always disciplined. It's not like this is a new thing coming in. They're always disciplined. And it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, it is. I'm not saying Army is a slouch. They're tough. I'm saying it's giving me 2020 vibes. This team is is giving me 2020 vibes. I hope that's right. You know what I'm saying? I hope that's right. At the end of the day, these are young guys, new guys coming in that are going to have to prove themselves. This ain't the same team that returns like, you know, 17 of their starters and is known as the big dogs. They don't think of us as the big dogs. No more Coastal is not, I'm sorry, Coastal is not the alpha dog like we were last year. We're not. There's a bunch of these new guys coming in. We are underdogs. So you know what? The message is stay humble. Be humble. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're doing. They're humbling us. You know what? You had a good season last year. This is a new season. You got probably six guys at most returning for starter. Guess what? Now we're going to humble you. Now it's time for them to come back up, play with that chip on their shoulder like they did in 2020. That's the hope I have, you know, Chadwell has been through this before with a whole young team coming in. He had, he he took that team to an undefeated record until Liberty, obviously do the same thing here. I'm looking for these young guys who haven't had a lot of chances to play. haven't had a lot of chances or play in time on the field. I'm looking for them to come in, play with a chip on their shoulder and play humble every single day. That's what I'm looking for. And honestly, the, the one thing that's helping, the one thing that's really like, you know, easing me is the fact that Army is a really good run team, because that's their strength. And that is the main focus. Now we focus on that run. Let's make them pass. So let's see. And let's see what that quarterback does passing. You know, Tyler's a great quarterback on the feet. You know, last year he had one TD, one interception. He didn't have a lot of time, like a lot of like playing time to show how good he is like throwing. But let's force him to throw. Let's see him. Let's see him. Let's see him put that ball up in the air and test like, test guys like the Jordan Strong, test guys like Lance Boykin. Let's see that happen. And I want to see what this game's gonna. I want to see what's gonna happen. At the end of the day, there's a lot of guys who there's a lot of guys co- that are coming in, probably playing you know their first snap or guys who haven't had a lot of playing time. I'm looking to see those guys get it out the mud. I'm looking to see those guys play with a chip on their shoulder and get this dub. That's what I'm looking for. Enough of this like nervous stuff. I ain't nervous. I'm excited.
0: And you know what i I, that's the attitude that everyone had in 2020 i mean that was a team that was expected to go three and nine four and eight at best and went 12 and 0 because everybody disliked them because everybody didn't expect anything of them and they fed off of that and this is the first time that they've experienced that again now i know there was only one year in between but remember you came back last year with 20 of your 22 starters and the two guys you lost one of them was really good in the USFL last year, and the other one was an NFL player. Like that's yeah. what you lost, and right. like now this year you're coming back with six guys, and everybody goes ah. Like not only are you coming back with six guys, but now you got to play Marshall, now you got to play, you know Southern Miss, now you got to play Old Dominion, you got to play James Madison. You've got a Power Five school on your on your uh, schedule that's not kansas that's a glorified fcs school right like that's in the big 12 by default because of basketball like you know like they've got a legit chance here to make some noise but it starts saturday and it starts with army and i'm with you mario i think the easiest way that coastal can win this game is by forcing army out of its comfort zone if army can run the ball for three four five yards a clip every time they don't care they're going to do that over and over and over again until you can't win it'll be death by a thousand paper cuts right it'll be death by by you know five yard rushes
3: right and i'm not saying like this is army but if you guys remember the first game last year of the season citadel did a lot of running like a lot of running and they kept to it and we kept stopping them and when we kept stopping them that's all they knew was running and they kept doing it, but we kept stopping them. And therefore Citadel ended up getting like blown out the water. I'm not saying we're gonna do that to Army. I think Army's a lot better of a running team than than Citadel and can probably pass the ball better. But I'm saying you force them to keep you you keep stopping that run and they keep doing it and you keep stopping it. At the end of the day, you know what they're gonna do after three, after probably after the first half, after three or, but after three or four quarters, if you keep doing the same thing, we know how to stop that. And on top of that, what we were talking about—you were talking about the 20 out of the 22 uh, starters returning. Here was the downside to that: you had film on 20 of the 22 starters c- coming in. You had film. You knew how to. You knew how to go around them. You knew what their weaknesses were. What their strengths were. That is only six. So you got to prepare for these new guys coming in who you have probably buried a little or even no film of. And that's probably what's going to affect these other teams is the fact that they don't know what guys like Tyson Mobley are capable of. They don't know what guys like Jared Brown are capable of or guys like or whoever you want to talk about. They probably know guys like the Jordan Strong and Lance Boykin. But there's a lot of newcomers up on that defense coming in. So you got to prepare for those guys. And And on top of that, that offensive line, too, is brand new as well. There's a lot of there's a lot of film that they don't got on these people. or got very little of, and that's what and that's what Coastal's going to have to show. They're going to have to show that like a strong outing from quarter one to quarter four to show that this team is still the same exact team.
0: Yeah, well, and, and the other thing is now the guys that are coming in are guys that we trust and we know because they were sought after, highly recruited guys. It's the first time in Coastal's history that they're bringing in new talent. That we're not like, oh, here's some guy that walked on that like started four games his senior year in high school, and we got to rely on him. That worked for the team in 2020, but now you have legitimate guys with legitimate talent coming off the bench, and and I'm with you, Mario. That might be an advantage for Coastal, especially on defense where they don't know how to block. You know, Dre Pinkney coming on on a safety blitz. They don't know how to target him in quarters coverage because they don't know how fast he is. They don't know how strong he is. They don't know how able to cover the run he is. You know, when Josiah Stewart needs a breather, they got to bring in Adrian hope. Well, his film from Furman is useless to you because it's not the same player. And it's, you know, it's a lot of new faces and it's a lot of new responsibility. And and you know, you, you play this, this game of scales, right? Is a new player better than the player that they're replacing? Maybe not. But they're brand new. Nobody knows how to block them. Nobody knows that Adrian Hope or, or, or you know, Dre Pinckney, every time that you do a play action, they're going to fall for it. Nobody knows that now. And who knows? Right. They might be better than the guy that they're replacing. And it's, it's an exciting time. And it's exciting to finally have football being played on Saturday instead of being played on paper like it is now.
3: Right. And a lot of guys, you know, everybody's different, not just in sports, but in life as well. You know, there's some guys in life who are fast learners, and there are other guys who may not be as fast of, as learners as others. In this specific case, how do we know that guy, that guys on the defense that we never heard of, they might start off slow in this year and then pick it up in the second half. You know, there might be guys who start off great in the first half and pick it up, or I hate to say it, but maybe guys who start off great in the first half and slow down the second. You know, we've seen all three case scenarios, so... We got to keep that. We got to keep that in our minds, too. You know, it's a there's a full season that we got to prove something. It's not just the first game against Army. The first game against Army is where it starts. But throughout the whole season, this is where we're going to end up finding out what these guys are made of. And this is where guys are going to build identities for themselves. We're not asking, you know, guys like Xavier uh, Gravette to be the next Isaiah. Isaiah Likely, we're asking you to be the first Xavier uh, Gravette. And we're asking you to make a name for yourself. We don't want know you know what I'm saying? We had Javon Hiley. We had Isaiah Leslie. They were great, you know, amazing talents. You know, we had guys like Silas Kelly and Te- Teddy Gallagher. Great guys. They did a lot of great stuff for us. But we're asking these guys to be the first them.
1: That's it. Yeah. Your identity
3: I, from week one to the end of the
1: season. I really like what you guys just said. And it kind of, I had this point. I didn't know when we were going to get to it, but Josiah Stewart, right? He came in as a true freshman last year and played and was incredible. And now he's regarded as one of the best edge rushers in the country. He has a lot. And and that was, what does he have in common with some of these guys I'm about to mention is that he was recruited heavily during that 2020 season where coastal broke into the realm and two guys that really stood out to me, they put out their depth chart today and two guys, there's a lot of new names on there, but two guys that really stood out to me are Dre Pickney and Jared Brown, and what do those guys have in common? They came in last year as well, both redshirt freshmen, and those are guys that Chadwell recruited as part of this new regime. They knew Coastal is a great program. They're both three-star recruits, and I, I, I'm i hopeful that some of that kind of success that we saw with Josiah Stewart translates, and that these guys that are coming in, it's not these two-star recruits that nobody heard of that – built something part of this program. No, these are legit athletes now. These are legit recruits. And Dre Pickney and Jarrett Brown, although many people may not know their names, they were highly regarded at high school and they're part of this new regime recruiting class. And I'm really excited to get our first glimpse of that this year.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I can't tell you, especially for, for, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Shane Bruce. I'm looking at, you know, Jamar Brown. I'm looking at, you know, Kennedy Roberts at the D-tackle position. I'm definitely looking, excited to see those guys because come this weekend, it's going to be a pivotal, especially those two uh position that I named, it's going to be pivotal going in those because I want to see how those guys are going to react, especially with Gerard Clark. You know, we talked about him being a big guy. I want to see what he's going to do have a big season this year take that leadership role. I want to see how the defensive line is going to take with that as well, because this army team is gonna come prepared. So I know our guys will be as well.
0: Yeah, let's flip sides of the ball here. Let's talk a little bit of coastal offense versus army defense. I mentioned it at the top. Andre Carter the second, six foot seven, two seventy outside linebacker, fifth and a half sacks last season second only to will anderson who is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft this coming year unless if one of the quarterbacks unseats him but as it is now he's the best prospect coming out and this guy was number two now josiah stewart who's on our sideline was number three so like you know we've got that going for us but this is a guy that if he wasn't at a service academy would be getting top five draft buzz And Coastal's got to stop him with four brand new offensive linemen. And the one offensive lineman that you're returning, that's a returning starter, is your center. He's moving from guard to center. And it's like, he's not going to be blocking the outside linebacker slash defensive end coming off the edge. That's going to be a matchup to watch, and it's going to be a matchup to see if Jamie Chadwell's spread, triple option offense can nullify him like it has other good defensive ends in the past or if he can single-handedly win Army this football game. Jordan, I'm going to come to you on this one. Where are your thoughts going into this? What does Coastal's offense have to do to stop Andre Carter, and and can they do it?
1: Well,
2: I I think that it's going to come down to the offensive line. I think the offensive line has to do well, and if it gets to a point where the offensive line is giving up sacks, I think that we may have to run a, a spread shotgun formation, and have a, have a running back try to, you know, come with a help to block. But we all know that, you know, Grayson isn't a pocket passer. If, if, if things come, you know, push comes to shove, he's going to go, you know, roll out, and if he sees nothing, he's going to throw it or at least try to make a play and run. You know, Josh brought it up in the, in the pre-pod that he wanted to see him, you know, be more flashy with his legs. But I think that our offensive line play has to get better. You know, we talk so much about Bill Durkin and how he coaches, but you know, I feel like you know these guys coming in. You know, Danelle Wilson. I'm, you know, I'm looking at the depth chart now. He's starting. Will Will McDonald. Willie Lampkin was getting a lot of notoriety. Um, Willie Moyes, and then Antoine uh, Loper. So I'm, I'm confident in these guys. You know, these guys aren't no pushovers. I feel like these guys are gonna come in and and do everything grace and clean, along with. uh you know, making holes for Braden and, and Reese White. I think that this is going to be a good test as well. We haven't really played anybody with a defensive line and linebacker presence like, probably, I would say, since App State. Maybe Northern Illinois and the Bowl, but probably, probably App State. So this is going to be a good test. I think their offensive line will come ready to play, up to par, and I think that they're going to do everything, everything they can to block the, the guys that Army has.
1: Yeah, I put I, I looked at these guys a lot today. Dunnell Wilson's a guy that you mentioned. He got – he had in just small sample size. He did get in some of these games, and that's some of the benefit that we will see this year. Of Last year it was kind of frustrating. It's like we're putting all these backups in and these blowouts, but – Like, this is an example of a guy, 13 snaps against that Citadel game. But in those 13 snaps, he got three knockdown blocks. And he also played versus Kansas, UMass, ULM, Arkansas State, and Georgia Southern. He got reps. He's 6'5", 315. He's a unit. He's bigger than a lot of the Mighty Mites we've seen. And then you want to talk about Willie Moise as well. 6'3", 295, another big guy. Missed the past two seasons due to injuries, but last year he missed it due to a hand injury, which really shouldn't affect his blocking too much. Three-star recruit, and he was listed as the most improved offensive lineman at the spring game. These guys are dogs, and they're physical specimens now that we're actually seeing that are listed at, like, offensive lineman height and weight.
3: Yeah, you know, to me, like, you guys are making great points. Absolutely, the offensive line is going to be crucial. To me, I'm thinking of if if somehow the offensive line has has struggles and trouble with uh, Army, then I'm thinking, well, if you ain't got a lot of time to release that ball – you got to start adapting to the short and medium passes. You got to get that ball off quick. You know, like a lot of quarter, like a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I'll even take Tom Brady for example. We praise Tom Brady a lot, but the one thing that Tom Brady does well that a lot of people don't talk about is how quick that releases on him. It's hard to sack Tom Brady. He's not even the most mobile guy because he has such a quick release. So for me, I think it's gonna be, I think a big key part of this game is going to be those slot passes that Grayson McCall is going to have to make to possibly Jared Brown, you know, whoever's going to be in the slot, whether it's him or Sam Pickney or Tyson Mobley. Xavier Gravette is going to be a big part of that, the tight end. You're going to have to make these quick passes, the running backs as well, whether it's Braden Bennett or Reese White, whichever one it is, they're going to have to get that ball off their hand fast. And I think it's up for those those receivers to create space from these uh, Army defensive backs in order to to get quick catches and, you know, yards after catch. I think yards after catch, I think, you know, quick catches, getting that ball off quick, I think that's the key part right there. And honestly, if we're talking about, like, like Carter and the linebackers and how much pressure they bring, their cornerbacks on Army, they ain't no joke neither. You know what I'm saying? They may not be, like, you know, uh, preseason All-Americans like Carter, but they ain't no joke, you know, like – Markel Brofton, he he led his team with tackles. He had 80 tackles last year, two interceptions uh, and six passes defended. And then Jabari Moore, who's uh, another defensive back, two interceptions, seven passes defended with 34 tackles. These guys ain't slouches, you know? They're not scrubs. So, I think that these coastal receivers are going to have to do a great job getting off their release. And I think Grayson McCall is going to have to do a really good job of getting that ball off the time.
0: Yeah, I think this is a game that finally tests jamie chadwell as the strategist i think jamie chadwell has been able to run his offense however he pleases because coastal schedule has been so weak for so long that like now he doesn't he finally has an opponent where he has to scheme to win you can't throw deep balls because andre carter needs two and a half seconds to get to the quarterback you can't run up the gut because their linebackers and their their defensive linemen are so drilled and so disciplined that they're not going to miss their gap assignment. It's not going to happen. You're not going to bust off an 80-yard run like you used to do against UL Monroe and, and Kansas. You're not going to be able to get those plays. And it's finally a test of Jamie Chadwell and Jamie Chadwell, the coach and the strategist, to be able to get the ball into his thing you know, into the hands of his playmakers in a timely manner, and an ability to beat the athletes that we know are very good on the Army sideline. Josh, you had a point you wanted to bring up. Um, you know, regarding some of some of the wide receiver play, like where where are you at with what they're going to bring to this game?
1: Yeah. So earlier today, I was looking at the offense, drawing at once we got this depth chart, which I'm glad they released today before we recorded this, and I put them out. Sam Pickney, he's going to play the X. He's going to be your traditional outside receiver. He's going to take on that Javion on highly role. And I think he'll probably put up pretty similar numbers, especially because Grayson's a guy that can put it in these super tight windows everywhere that you want it to be. I think Sam Pickney's set up for success and he's that big traditional receiver on the outside, but then it gets exciting. You have, I don't know much about Jared Brown, but he got in for a game last year and like his only catch that he ever had was a touchdown, but I'm really excited. We've talked a lot about this guy, Tyson Mobley. He's an absolute speedster that is the would have been last year was the fastest receiver we had on the team. He's going to be a guy, guy that we can do a lot of end arounds and drag routes that like can turn it 65 yards up the field. He's a guy that we can do a lot with, and I would expect him to get a lot of touches in some weird ways. Maybe even Debo Samuel type, and he's not the only guy like that we have on the team. Aaron Bedgood's actually listed as a running back on this. He's listed as backup A-back, which Reese White and Braden Benner are going to be the two traditional running backs. Technically, Bedgood's listed as a running back, but I expect us to see him more as like maybe a two-running back set or out of the slot. I think we're going to see him a lot, too. He's super quick, and I'm just, we've talked, last year we talked about this a lot. It's like we have all these traditional, Greg Latusko was there. He's this sure-handed slot guy, but this year we really got speed. We got Bedgood and Mowgli, our would have been the two fastest receivers we had on that team. And I'm really excited to see a different type of offense, not the guys that you know are going to beat their routes slightly And grace. Imagine Grayson having the ability to air it out 60 yards downfield in the seam route to Tyson Mobley or Aaron Bedko. I'm just super excited. And I think this receiving core, none of the public knows who any of these guys are, but Mobley and Bedgood, I expect to have really big years and really weird years in how we use them creatively. And I couldn't be more excited for the receiving core that we have. And and for Josh's
2: point with the receivers, I mean, we we also got, you know, Tyler Roberts, you know, I want to shout him out because Tyler Roberts just got on scholarship at Coastal. I mean, for all our fans that follow Coastal football, it was a great video to watch. I mean, this guy has worked his tail off to get to this position. so. You gotta put him out there as well, 6'4.
1: You know, and now six, he's listed four. as a backup too. He's on the depth chart.
2: So if and under Tyson Mobley, so if Tyson gets tired, you know, that's somebody you could just throw it up for. And he can just he's gonna come down with it. You know, six four, two hundred pounds. I wanna see what this guy can do for sure. And then we got Chris Roan, who's also six four, he's two hundred pounds as well. Those are two six four guys that if Grayson wanted, if he has enough time. And I, I have to stress this enough. If he has enough time and can throw it up for those guys, those guys can go up there and try to be like Megatron and try to make those type of catches. So those are some guys also that we really don't know much about. You know, I'm excited to see them actually do what they can do as well with the football. But like you said, Josh, there's a lot of guys we don't know much about. But like Mario said, you, we don't know much about you. What better way for you to make a play and get your name out there than in this first game against Army? It's a team that just come off a bowl game win. Let's see what you guys can do in that situation.
3: Right. And I think if, like, there is one thing that, that worries me, I think if there's one thing, it's the fact that for the past two years, we have had, like, the same offense, basically. You know, we have ran the same offense. I'm hoping that with these new guys coming in, because these are new wide receivers. You know, these ain't, like, again, these ain't the same returning guys. These are new wide receivers with different skills and different talents. I'm hoping that putting these guys in the game, I hope that it creates, like, some more offensive plays, some different offensive plays that we can do that doesn't give us the same look. So teams like App State and Lafayette, if it comes to it, or Marshall, I hope it gives us new looks so that they don't think we're running the same exact offense that we had for the third straight year. So that's what I'm hoping personally. I'm hoping guys like Tyson Mobley, Pickney, uh, Jared Brown, Tyler Roberts, that good guys like you said, Chris Rome, I'm hoping these guys can create new offensive looks and kind of confuse teams coming up. I want guys who are so unpre. I want guys whose skill sets are so unpredictable that defenses ain't gonna know what hit them. I don't want people to know the same offense over and over again because eventually they catch on and eventually they got a game plan for you. That's the worst nightmare for me. So I'm hoping that these new guys can change that.
0: Well, and and I think I don't want to be too critical of the class that just left. It's it's the best class of football players that Coastal Carolina has ever seen. But I think a lot of them, and and we talked about it last year ad nauseum about how some of these guys were playing because they were playing. Greg Latushko was our third down wide receiver because he was Greg Latushko and he had been around for 10 years. This is the first year where you see the benefit of Coastal Carolina being a national name and being a national brand and beating BYU on college game day night. And going to consecutive bowl games and winning one last year, going you know what is it twenty two and three in the last two years, like you're finally seeing the benefit of that in guys like you know the freshman class that are coming in, guys that are red shirt freshmen, guys that are are soft true sophomores, and that's gonna pay dividends for this team big time throughout this whole season. But I'm with you, Mario. I think it provides an instant impact on Saturday. I think Army's not ready for the type of speed and athleticism that Coastal can finally bring to the football field. They're finally able to recruit the three-star guy that could have gone to Florida State and been a four-year backup and play, started his fifth year. Right, That guy now plays for Coastal and he comes off the bench in, in week one of his freshman year and lights it up. That's the type of athlete and the type of student and the type of student-athlete, excuse me, that Coastal has on its roster, finally. And I think Saturday, it makes a real big difference. With that, I think we go ahead, we move into prediction time, boys. It's time. Saddle up. Who do you got? Coastal Carolina? Army? Give me a scoreline. What are you feeling? Where are you at?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and take this one first. I really like the Vegas lines that are there right now. I really like how dialed in they are, and I think they're dialed in with the over-under as well. It's set at like 52 and a half. I think there's two ways that this game could go. We either – if we get out and we don't score right away, we punt the ball and they score. If we get behind them, the game's over regardless. They're so disciplined, and they're – going to run so much time off the clock. Their defense only averaged on the field 25 minutes a game last year. So we cannot let that happen. If anything, we were talking earlier, maybe it's a good idea to decide to receive the kickoff because I don't think that they could stop our offense. And if we get up at any point in the game and they have to pass this guy that's a quarterback, he's only thrown for like 160 yards in his entire career. He has, doesn't have much experience throwing the ball. He only has a thousand rushing yards too, which gives me a little bit of peace knowing that he's not really an experienced army quarterback, but I think, and I'm going to take this side. We get out, we score early. They stick with us for a long time, but then third, fourth quarter, probably late in the fourth quarter, we put a final drive. We get up. Maybe two scores. If we get up two scores, they have to try to come back. I say we win 28, 24, and it's a dogfight of a game. And each team scores once a quarter, but I think it's going to be a huge test, but. As I'm thinking of it, they can't keep up with our offense. And we're not going to – our offense won't be on the field much, but I think we pull it out 28-24 shots. I
2: like that. I like that prediction, Josh. That's a good one. I think that when it comes to the coin toss, I think that we need to defer it to the second half because something's just telling me we need to get that ball to start the second half. But I don't know if we're going to win it or not. But if we do get a chance to win it, let's go you know, defer to the second half I think that this is going to be, in a sense, week one, this is kind of a sense of a bowl game. It feels like kind of a bowl game. It does. So I feel like it's going to be competitive and close. I'm going to give it until probably maybe halftime. And then I just feel like we're just going to come out of the gate. I feel like Grace is going to have a lot of magic. that He's going to just come out and he's going to do a lot of things with that. Shout out to Jody McCall because she listens and follows us on tweets and stuff as well. Um, and I just want I feel like we're gonna we're just gonna pull away in the second half um my finals I think is gonna be 35 24 coastal over army oh.
3: I got 28-14 coastal I think um, I'm excited I don't care what y'all say I'm excited I ain't nervous like I'm not I'm not saying that because I don't I think armies but I think Army is a great team. I army think
1: needs more dogs
3: I, I think these are dogs. I think these are dogs right here. I don't care what people say. You got a lot of questions. Guess what? They're going to have to answer them. You know what? Dogs answer with a bark. And you know what they do? They answer with a bite as well. That's what I'm looking for. And that's what I think is going to happen. These guys are probably the most skillful guys coming in. These guys were great that came out. You know what I'm saying? They were. But but these guys are a different athleticism, in my opinion. I got 28 to 14. Like you said, it's going to be a dog fight in the first half. And you guys are talking about pulling away in the second half. For some reason, these predictions sound like they're going to get a last score at the end. I don't think that's happened. I think it's going to be 28-14. I was going to say 31-14. I was, I was thinking 31-14 or 24-14. I was like, let me go in the middle. Got 27 and a half. I rounded it up. Let's go 28-14 Coastal. I think personally, I think I've, I think one half, I think Coastal catches on. Because personally, I don't know about, arm unless Army changes something, unless there's something I don't know where. Army starts swinging balls or something, and they start making precision passes and stuff. I don't think that happens. I think the Army's really going to stick with this run. By the first half, Coastal's going to get a feel of it. They're going to stuff them. I'm telling you, they're going to – I think they're going to stuff that run. Army's not going to know what to do. They're going to force it up, and I think, guys, like the Jordan Strong and, uh, and Lance Boykin are going to be prepared. Give me 28-14 Coastal, and I think this sets a tone for the season. Now, all I'm going to say, and I will say this every single episode, and I hope this gets played in every single episode – Stay humble. That's all I'm gonna say. Stay humble. I do not want to see the same thing where we get too cocky, we have a high horse, and then all of a sudden we get knocked off. Of I don't want to see that. Stay humble. Okay. Play with that chip on your shoulder from week one to the end, and we're good. But I think this is gonna be a tone setter to let everybody know we're here and we're here to and we're here to stay. 2014
0: Coastal. All right. So anybody else ready to run through a brick wall? Holy shit, Mario. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm right. Be a dog.
0: I love that energy, dog. Oh, I right. love that energy. I'm ready. Be a dog. So here's my score, and Ooh. it's something I've thought about a lot. I'm going 28-27, Liam Gray walk-off extra point.
2: Mm. Yes.
0: Army is leading in the fourth quarter. Coastal Carolina mounts a two-minute drive. Liam Gray – kicks a field goal for the extra point and walks off, wins it as as the hero. And it's, it's not 28-27, and Coastal Carolina rides the momentum of an opening weekend victory into a 6-0 start at least.
3: It's not going to be the punter, Crenshaw? He's not going to be
0: the guy? Listen, I it's mean, much Crenshaw, not Crenshaw we're, right? we're excited for we're your not, debut. Not but we don't see it. If that boy can hold a ball as good as he can punt a ball, we're going to be in good shape. <laughs> uh, thank you, Charles Olverson.
2: For one, let me just say that. Thank you, Charles Overson.
1: Thank you, Charles Overson.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, thanks.
1: (laughs) The Evan Crenshaw era begins now.
0: Uh, Hopefully we don't see him very much. Hopefully he's like Charles Overson in one way and that we see him like once a game. But other than that, I hope he's the exact opposite of that dude.
1: Yeah, Evan, we hope that you um, keep that spot on the bench very warm all game.
2: Hey, shout out Liam Gray, though, because Liam Gray, like I said, I've, i we've all been Liam Gray fans since his freshman year last year. Let me chase Massimo
1: in Mississippi State.
2: Yeah, Massimo's at Mississippi State. So, Liam, it's your time now, man. If, if, if it comes
0: to it, man, we're all behind you here at the shop. Curtis Center. says, "Book it, absolutely, book it. it, book it, book it." I think Army covers, unfortunately, in that situation, but I think line. Coastal walks away with the win. I think they do, and. So you got four wins. You got you know different score lines on all of them, but the same story throughout. A lot of new faces, a lot of new places, but a lot of excitement and a lot of trust in this coaching staff and in the players that are going to be uh, wearing the teal and bronze on Saturday. So seven o'clock Saturday night, Brook Stadium. Wear your teal. You can't get here soon enough. I-, I swear, man. This this is so exciting to be back finally in football season again for year two. Yeah, absolutely. Year two of the Sean Show. So you know, uh, tell a friend about us. You know, everybody that you go to the game to. You know, you're sitting in a row of, of of guys, and hey, here's here's this show that I listen to. Tune in. You know, you got 40 minutes till kickoff. Listen to the episode. Here's what's going down. You know, as soon as that ball's kicked, so spread the word. We. We're looking to grow. We're looking to develop, and and we're excited about what's to come. Not only for us, but for uh, all the boys in teal and bronze this season. So, with that, for Josh, Mario, and Jordan, uh, go ahead and sign us off this week. Follow us on Twitter at Shant Show on Inst- or Excuse me, at the Shant Show on Twitter at Shant Show on Instagram. Uh, give us your predictions. Give us your score lines. Who walks away on uh, Saturday with a victory? Is West Point heading back home happy or? Is UP gonna be, uh, you know, crazy? You know, hopefully there's not too many arrests, but it's the first week of classes, so we'll let it slide, so it's all good. With that, I'll go ahead and, uh, Sean's up. Can't wait to see you on Saturday. Firecliffe Ellis.